0: We are in week three of a series we've just simply entitled Rapha, where we are talking about God being our healer. In Exodus, God said this of himself, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, he says, for I am the Lord who heals you. Somebody say, yea, God. That's a massive statement because that was coming out of the exodus and the plagues and all this other stuff. So when God was saying, I'm the God that heals you, he was saying this, I'm setting you apart from anybody else, from any other false god, from any other nation. You have a God who heals you, the one true God, amen? So that name is simply this, Jehovah Rapha. Everybody say Rapha. Rapha. Come on, say it again, say Rapha. That name literally means completely healed or, or repaired. I, I love that phrase, repaired. You ever just need something that just doesn't need to be healed but needs to be repaired? You may be here today and you need a healing in your body. I wanna, we're going to pray for healing at the end of it today. But I love the concept of being repaired. There are relationships in this room that need to be repaired. There are hearts that need to be repaired. There are minds that need to be repaired. And what God is getting across to us in his name is that he is a holistic healing God. That there is not one thing that is off limits to his healing touch. Can I have an amen? Oh, Woodlake, let me say it again. There is not one thing off limits to the healing touch of our God. Amen. He is the God that heals. At the end of the service today, we are going to do what we do every week, but we're going to take a little more time for it. We're going to call our prayer partners or our elders up forward. We're going to lay hands on people. We're going to anoint them with oil. You say, well, why would we do that? Well, James chapter five says this, is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. Okay. so. If you're new with this, we do this every week. Sometimes we do it twice in the service. We might even do it during worship on occasion. Um, We do what we call an altar call. Our prayer partners or our elders, they're gonna be standing across the front, down the sides. We're gonna call people forward for prayer. If you have a sickness, a need of anything in your life that needs to be healed or restored or repaired, uh, we're gonna do what scripture says, amen? We're gonna call upon the elders of the church. They're gonna anoint you with oil. Okay? This is not magic oil. Let me say it this way. This is not essential oils. <laughs> Somebody's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? That's okay, my wife mixes little potions in the side of her, anyway, side beside this point. Okay. I'm in trouble now. Um, oil in scripture represents presence. So when they anoint you with oil, it represents the healing presence of God. So we're going to do what the word says, we're going to anoint you with oil, we're going to pray, and we're going to believe God for healing, okay? We are already getting several reports of people being supernaturally healed. I'm looking on the front row, Kit right here, had a supernatural healing uh, this week, doctors confirmed. That's, what's, that's what I love about it, and we're going to talk about that today. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, let the cat out of the bag right now, uh, because we're going to talk about that here in the weeks to come. Uh, I'm thankful when there are healing moves of God where even doctors have to step back and go, that's a miracle, that's a miracle. And God does that. You may be here today and you have been praying a long time for a miracle, believing God for healing. Maybe it's a long-term illness, maybe it's something in your family, maybe it's something, uh, maybe a broken heart. I know there was a word of knowledge in the first service this morning about a God healing broken hearts. Pastor Mike, thank you for being sensitive to the Lord. But there are things that are not healed immediately. You heard me say this a few weeks ago, but when we say yes to Jesus Christ, we are caught between this already and not yet. Luke chapter 17, you see one of these moments where people were not healed immediately. If you're familiar with the passage, it says this, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. It was, as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him and they stood at a distance. That's, a, that's pretty big right there. And they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Let me read that again. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Over the last couple of weeks as we have looked at divine healing. Thank you, Lord, that when Jesus hung on the cross, you not only paid for our sin, you paid for our sickness. And Lord, today we say thank you that the the only requirement is faith. So Lord, today I ask that you just simply help us hear what we need to hear and for some of us maybe it's simply stepping in faith. In your name we pray, amen. Let's walk through this passage of scripture very quickly. Jesus is on his way, 10 men came. Scripture implies that nine of them were Jewish or from Jewish descent one of them being a Samaritan. So let me put it in today's terminology. You had nine religious people and one outsider. Have you ever felt like you were the one outsider amongst all the religious people? It's interesting. It says they stood at a distance and cried out, Master, have mercy on us. They didn't say, "Healer, heal us. Jehovah Rapha do something about this. They said, master, have mercy on us. They had leprosy. In scripture, leprosy is closely related to sin more than any other disease. In fact, it's thought that leprosy was actually a sign of God's displeasure with somebody, a particular affliction. Let me say it this way. According to Jewish customs, there were rabbinic remedies for ailments. Uh, So last week, the the woman with the issue of blood, if you were here, um, there were actually, uh, rabbis had had remedies to treat people. In those days, the religious leaders were also kind of the default medical personnel. Aren't you glad you don't come to me for medical advice? I'm like, ah, rub some dirt on it, you'll be fine. Jen has some essential oils we'll go take it no I'm just kidding I'm just just digging that hole Kevin aren't I right there okay but with leprosy there was no remedy all these other issues rabbis had ways of treating them except for leprosy a flesh-eating disease, that when someone was afflicted with it, their flesh literally began to rot. Body parts would, would fall off until they ultimately died. In fact, lepers were thought of simply as this, the walking dead. So when they cried out, Master, have mercy on us, they didn't ask for healing. They just wanted mercy. Let me preach on two tracks this morning. I love the reality that leprosy is thought of as uh, closely related to sin. I I I love this. Because there is no earthly remedy for sin. Let's get real for just a moment. Have you ever dealt with guilt and shame so, so painful? So, so life-taking that you knew there was nothing on this side of of heaven that could fix your problem. There is only one remedy for sin, for guilt, for shame, and it is Jesus and his shed blood. Amen? Now listen to me. Here's what's so interesting. The same faith that solves the sin issue is the same faith that solves the sickness issue. I love that these are closely related. And why is that here today? Because so often we come to church and we think, well, I have enough faith to be saved, but I don't have enough faith to really get healed. And you need to listen. The same faith that saved you and we're gonna, I'm going to show you in Scripture here today, is the same faith that brings healing. Same faith that brings healing. Now you may be here today and you've been wrestling with something. Maybe it's a sickness in body, a sickness in mind, a, a fractured relationship. You need God to repair some area of your life. You need God to be who He is, Jehovah Rapha, in some area of your life. Let me encourage you here today, the same faith that saves you is the same faith that brings healing same faith that brings healing if you're taking notes today i want you to write down just a couple of things talk, i'm going to talk about how we respond first of all we need to respond with obedience they cried out in a loud voice master have pity on us jesus when he saw them said go and show yourselves to the priests and as they went they were cleansed they said master have pity on us That word master in the original language um, is an interesting phrase. It, it um, It means chief commander. They were ultimately saying this, we have no hope in anybody else. We have no hope in anything else. Master, have pity on us. It's one thing to call Jesus master, it's another thing to mean it. That was, that was, when I was typing that out this week, I got, ooh, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Let me say it again. It's one thing to call him master, it's another thing to mean it. Let me say it this way, I really mean it when I'm in trouble. Anybody else? I really mean it when I really need it. But ultimately, here's the reality, Jesus is the chief commander. He must be master. He must be Lord of all or not at all. Yeah. This Jesus thing is, is not a halfway in, halfway out. And it's time for some of us to stop blaming the church, blaming Christians of why we don't serve Jesus. Right. Did I just go out right there? That's the devil. I'm going to say it again. Some of us are in this room or maybe watching online today, and it's time that we stop blaming the church, it's time we stop blaming Christians, it's time we stop blaming mom and dad because they, how dare they love us enough to drag us to church. Maybe it's because we've had one foot in and one foot out, and we wonder why it doesn't work. Amen? I'm preaching another sermon for another day. They said, Master, have pity on us. Scripture says as they went, they were healed. You see, there was this obedience thing. Rabbis could not heal leprosy. They could only diagnose it. So they could only tell if somebody was sick or if somebody was well. So part of the law was this. If somebody was cleansed, they had to go and show themselves to the priest, and the priest declared them clean. Isn't it interesting that this particular disease was, uh, it was signified by clean or unclean? Wasn't well, that what sin makes us feel like, too? Clean or unclean? Scripture says, as they went, they were healed. The reason why I want to point this out is simply this. Don't be discouraged if you're not healed instantly. You could be locked up in traffic on Memorial this week, and the healing power of God hits you. I'm gonna ask for a show of hands, so get ready if this is you. How many of us in this room here today, you prayed to be healed, and you were healed, but you didn't realize it until some later? Raise your hand. Okay. The reason why I want to point that out, is there's things that I've prayed for in my life, and I've just went right on by, and God healed them, God moved, and I, I, it wasn't until after the fact that i go, oh, God, look, hey, pretty cool, God, I see what you did there, you know? So God is not handcuffed to a formula, and that's what I want to point out with this. Sometimes we think, you know what, <laughs> you ever stay up late at night and watch TV? Okay, so uh, when I got saved, I stayed up late at night and I just wanted to watch, I wanted to see every preacher that was on television. The ones that come on late at night are not the ones you should be watching. (laughs) Y'all watch them too, you know what I'm talking about. They're leading a crusade in like a hotel ballroom, and their whole message is, you just send me $19.95 plus shipping and handling, you will be healed, hallelujah. And if you don't do it, then you're not going to be healed. I heard somebody even say that one time, and I was a new Christian going, That doesn't sound right, you know. Listen to me. He is the healer, and he is not handcuffed. That's not a point, but that probably should be. He is our healer, and he is not handcuffed. So don't be discouraged if you're not healed in the altars this morning or in our prayer. And man, I love our prayer services on Wednesday night. But it could be a deal where you're laying in bed one night and you wake up and you are healed, amen? All of a sudden, that that, that child you haven't talked to in months, man, God intervenes and heals that relationship and you get a phone call this week, amen? And you don't know what's going on. God is not handcuffed, amen? He can heal, but I think we need to respond with obedience. So let your pastor be your pastor for just a moment. Over the last couple of weeks, as we've been calling people forward for prayer, and you've stayed at your seat, and you say, ah, that's just not me, I'm not going to do it. We're not trying to trick you in anything. We're giving you the word of God, where it says in James, call upon the elders of the church, let them anoint you with oil, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up, okay? Well, here's what I want to do. I want to challenge you, be obedient to the word. Here's one thing I know. I'm responsible for what I'm responsible for. And God's responsible for everything else. As they went, that was an act of obedience. Okay, master, we called you master. Now we gotta act like you're master. He said, go and show yourselves to the priests," and they were healed. Here's the second thing. Not only do we respond with obedience, I think it's important we respond with gratitude. We live in a thankless society, don't we? Everybody thinks they're entitled and everybody owes them everything and that's the anti-Christ state of mind. It's anti-biblical. One of them, scripture says, he saw he was healed And he came back praising in a loud voice. That is massive right there, okay? And he threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. Listen to this. And he was a Samaritan. That's the outsider. Isn't that interesting? There were nine religious people who should have understood what had happened. There were nine religious people who should have understood the law. There were nine religious people that experienced what Exodus talked about. God said he is Jehovah Rapha. They should have had a moment where they went, Oh, he's the Messiah. He's the real deal. Instead, they got their healing and just moved on. Has anybody ever received something from God and just moved on? Anybody other than your pastor? Folks, if he never did anything else for us again, he's already done more than enough. The outsider got it. Let me make another tough statement. I I think there's a, a lost and dying world so hungry for an authentic move of the one true God that they just may get it before the church does. This Samaritan came and threw himself at Jesus' feet. Let me tell you why this is important. Just the fact that he even approached Jesus was a massive deal. According to Leviticus, according to Levitical law, if somebody was stricken with leprosy or any type of skin disease, they were officially unclean. They had to stay outside the camp, they had to live by themselves. What's interesting about this story is you had nine Jews and one Samaritan. They would not normally get together. They would would separate on a good day. But now they had leprosy, so they came together. Isn't it amazing that sickness and sin levels the playing field, doesn't it? So if you're here today. And let me talk on two tracks again. One, if you are sick in body, do not think for a moment that you need to be embarrassed about responding and taking God at his word. Because let me tell you something, we've all been sick in body, can I have an amen? We've all needed a miracle of God. Now let me talk on another track, we have all been unclean and in sin, amen. And listen, my sin is no worse than your sin. It still takes the shed blood of Jesus to set us free. So they responded with, he responded with gratitude. According to Leviticus law, Levitical law, if somebody was unclean, they had to wear tattered clothing. They had to look unclean. They had to look dead. They could not do their hair or even shave. They had to notify you that they were unclean by yelling, unclean, unclean. Here's what's painful about this. One of the other rules of somebody suffering with leprosy is they had to cover their mouth because it was thought that even their breath would cause problems. have let's talk on two tracks again if like me you have lived in sin and you know what it's like to feel like your praise is muffled your language is muffled it's hard to breathe why because i'm dealing with this this uncleanliness issue amen and then sickness on top of that what a picture of of sin sin suffocates doesn't it but when he was healed folks listen to me he got his breath back he could breathe he could communicate he came and threw himself at Jesus' feet because he he couldn't do that before and he was so thankful Jesus said this were there not ten were the other nine here's what's interesting this Samaritan realized something because of jesus he got his life back let me say it in another way because of jesus he was resurrected i want to encourage you here today if you are dealing with any problem in your life jesus can bring dead things back to life amen he resurrects things no matter how — dead in fact, one, one, one commentary noted it this way, that those who were stricken with leprosy were simply thought of as good as dead. Jesus looked at the Samaritan and he simply said this I- — I love it — weighty words he said, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now listen to me. If you were here last week, and if you missed it last week, you need to go back and listen to it. Same phrase that he used with a woman with the issue of blood. Your faith has made you well. Everybody say well. well. Everybody say well. That, that phrase doesn't just mean complete healing. It means complete healing. It means to be totally healed. But it also means, in like one, fact, one Greek definition of this word means this. It means to deliver into the divine. In essence, Jesus said this, your faith has saved you. There were nine that were healed, there was one that was healed and saved. So here's what I want to get across to us today. If you're here today and you have enough faith to be saved, you have enough faith to be healed. It's not about what we have faith in, it's who we have faith in. And that is Jehovah Rapha. Arise and go. Your faith has made you well. There was an article written some some time ago about death sentences that were overturned during one particular time frame in the state of Florida, there were 20 death sentences overturned for various reasons, faulty evidence, so on and so forth. Individuals were set free. The article said something that, uh, in fact, Pastor Mike Watson found this, and I, and I thought it was so, so huge said there's an irony in the stories of these death row survivors. It took a death sentence to free them. If they had received a life sentence, they probably never would have gotten out. Let me preach for just a moment. How many of us are content with a life sentence? Here's the reality. When sin entered the world, we all received a death sentence, amen? It took a healer, it took a savior in Jesus Christ to set us free. So if you're here today and you just simply say, pastor, cool message, but I'm really not right with God. I'm not asking if you've been a good person, because how many of you know that being good enough is not a thing? I'm not asking if you've given money in the offering, because how many know that that doesn't save us? We are not, in fact I love how one person said it, we are not mistakers in need of correction, we are sinners in need of a savior. And if you're here today and you'd say, Jamie that's me, I'm not right with God, I I need to be forgiven. Listen, there is no earthly remedy for sin. There is no earthly remedy for guilt. There is no earthly remedy for shame. It was supernatural. It was the Son of of God, Jesus Christ, and His shed blood. Amen. Amen? If you're here today, you'd say, I'm not ready to meet Him. Then I want you to hear me, and I say this every week, God loves you, and there is nothing you can do about it. The Word says that God loved us so much He gave His only Son, Jesus Christ, to pay our penalty for all of our sin, all of our shame. And then the Apostle Paul broke it down this way, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. My question is very direct here today, do you need to be saved? I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes all across this place. And if that's you here today, you just simply say, Jamie, that's me. I need to be saved today. I need to be forgiven of my sin. I need to leave here right with God by putting my faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for me on the cross. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to slip up a hand. I want you to hold it for just a moment. If you're watching online, Pastor Dennis is right there. He's ready to pray with you. But if you're in this room today, you'd say, Pastor, that's me. I need to be forgiven of my sin. I need to be made right with God through Jesus. Would you just slip that hand up on the count of three? One, two, three. That's me. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? You can put them down. Anybody else? If you're watching online, you let Pastor Dennis know, amen. Wood Lakers, we've had people responding all morning. That's why we turn the lights on, Amen. amen? I'm gonna invite the entire church family to pray this prayer with me. If you're saying yes to the Lord, I'm just asking, let me be your pastor for about just another 60 seconds. We simply call this the prayer of faith. I'm gonna invite you to pray it with me. Everyone say it. Dear Jesus, you are the son of God. You died for me, for my sin, in my place. Come into my life, forgive me, and make me new. And from this day forward, with your help, I'm all yours. In your name I pray, amen.